Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. We are live and you are listening to the World Famous Chicky Jaguar Radio Broadcast, coast to coast and border to border on iHeartRadio today, Spotify, and of course, Talk Shoe as well. You can find us at our website, J-I-G-G-Y-J-G-Y-R.com. Also, tune in app as well. Podcasts are available each and every day as soon as we go off the air. And you can get more information at TalkShoe on those. We are going to go to our first guest. Uh, they are joining us here on the telephone. And uh, go ahead and give us a brief introduction on yourself, my friend. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Hello? Go to Wichita, Kansas. This will be a taped interview with uh, James, or he goes by Judy. All right. He's yes, yes. Now, yes. Oh, awesome. How are you? I'm uh, a little bit tired, but um, doing very well. Thank you. How are you? Pretty good, actually. Well, give us a little bit of an introduction. Tell us a little about yourself. Um, I, um, I could start, uh, from many different angles, but, um, I'll say that I'm, uh, currently a professor at Columbia University's Teachers College. I focus on studying the role of education in, um, uh, really helping rebuild, uh, decimated countries, and within that there are many topics I focus on. And the book that I just wrote and published, The Cat I Never Named, is part of my effort to... Um, educate, um, in particular, Americans, but also teens and adults around the world about the effects uh, that hatred can have, uh, which I had experienced during the genocide against Bosnian Muslims in early 1990s. Now, uh, this book is absolutely amazing. Tell me a little bit more about the book and why you decided to write it. Um, Thank you for that uh, compliment. I was um, um, asked a, uh, a very uh, difficult question by my younger daughter a couple of years ago. She was in third grade when she came back from school one day. She came to me and she said, Mom, what will happen to me and Jana, her older sister, if you and Dad are taken away as Muslims or immigrants? And um, that question jolted me. It really made me feel that I was abdicating my responsibility as a genocide survivor to speak out against hate um, and warn America where hate could take us um, through my own story. Um, And it also made me think of a moment um, when I came to the U.S. for the very first time, um, standing in the immigration line um, after nearly four years of living through uh, constant bombing, being cut off from the rest of the world, not having access to food, to electricity, not having normal schooling, which is something that most parents and kids can relate to today. So I was afraid that I would be rejected from um, the United States of America. And the immigration officer who looked through my documentation took a while 
to examine it, um, gave me back my passport and said, Ma'am, welcome to the United States of America. I am sorry for what happened to you. You are safe now. Holy smokes. And that was the moment uh, that I think changed me forever um, and made me believe in our shared humanity. And um, that is um, the moment that inspired um, this story. And I hope my, my story, The Cat I Never Named, inspires Americans in the way that um, that moment um, empowered me. Well, it is, it is quite the book. Um, tell me a little bit about what the feedback you've been, you've been getting and receiving on the book so far. Um, the book um, has um, so far received, in terms of the sort of book critics world, um, has received a five-star reviews, uh, which I understand is um, uh, exceptional um, and rare, and I'm deeply grateful for that. But to me, the most important feedback that I'm getting is coming from um, average readers, um, moms, fathers, um, teens, who um, in many cases know nothing about Bosnia or what happened um, in uh, my old country. They may have liked the cover or someone else recommended the book. Um, And um, typical comment that I get is, I got your book, I started reading, and I thought I would read a couple of pages, and here I am, it's three in the morning, I finished the book, I can't stop crying, and I had to reach out. Um, And those emails are often, uh, or messages on social media are often deeply touching, uh, because they remind me that there was a purpose to writing this story. And just yesterday, I heard from an American soldier who served in Bosnia, and he was deployed um, around the world, um, who reached out and said that he was so deeply moved that he cried in a way that he never did with any other story. And um, he only wished that he could have read my book before being deployed um, uh, abroad as as an American soldier. Absolutely amazing. It is a fantastic, fantastic new book. Now, uh, what do you want readers to take away from your writing of this book? Um, I, I hope people will be inspired to change what they can change in their lives at this very moment. I know that this is an extraordinary time that we're going through in the U.S. and Um, in the world with the pandemic, with the rise in hatred and social unrest, and people feeling that they can't even have conversations anymore. Um, So my hope is that uh, when readers read my book, they will forget that they are reading about a Bosnian Muslim, that they will uh, begin to identify with my experiences and, and emotions, that they will be moved in a way that they will look at what it is that they can do in their daily lives to become uh, a better version of themselves, better neighbors, better friends, better family members, better teachers, better students. And I think if we all can do a little bit of that uh, self-improvement, we can become a more socially cohesive nation, which I know uh, seems difficult to imagine for some people at this time. It is a, a tremendous, tremendous book. We have got a great guest with us today. She joins us live. The Cat 
I never named. It is a, a tremendous, tremendous book. Now, talk to me about why you decided to write now and write with a young adult audience in mind, knowing that it would be read by teens and it would would also need to be uh, included in some of the disturbing scenes, th- things of that nature. Um, well, I think storytelling is important in order for us to come together and get to know each other. I often um, uh, find that... Um, um, in the context of education, in the context of interactions that I have, um, even students will come to me and say, well, I've never met anyone like you who has survived genocide or has a Muslim background. And so I think that storytelling is incredibly important, and I learned that um, the very first time um, when I was in the war as a teen, asked to be a teacher in the classroom. Many of um, my teachers were killed and injured, and I was asked to teach at the elementary school level and high school, even though I was a teen myself. And um, that was a moment when I realized that um, connecting the content that students were learning in the class to their lived experiences into powerful emotional stories was important because it was inspirational to them. And so I do hope that this book is inspirational um, to teens and adults alike, um, that they will be inspired to make a difference in the world after reading the story. Now, how do people find you on social media, websites, all these things? Um, I have to say I was not a, an active social media user before the pandemic, but I've learned that I have to do that if I want to interact with uh, people out there. Um, so they can uh, find me um, on Twitter, at uh, Amra Sabic, Ph.D. They can found, uh, find me on Facebook and Instagram um, under my full name, at Amra Sabic El Reyes or they can simply go to my personal website, uh, Um And um, if all that um, uh, proves to be difficult, they can simply Google the cat I never named as the title of the book, and um, uh, they will find their way uh, um, to me as, as the author. We have got a great guest with us today. She joins us live here in her broadcast. Talk to us about how the understanding of the reality of the bike uh, prior to the war help us stay vigilant as we try to create communities free of racism and violent conflict. Um, my hometown of Bihach was a diverse city, um, and I was a teen who loved volleyball, who was a complete math and physics nerd, who had great friends of different um, ethnic backgrounds, um, and I even started to fall in love with the with the boy when the war was about to start. Um, and uh, so it may seem uh, seem to American teens or Americans in general that when they see initially description of uh, my book that. Um, this is a story that's perhaps related to a distant place and a distant time, uh, but I think they will very quickly realize that I was very much a teen like anyone else is today um, in the United States. Um, but then my life and my world really changed instantly, and it only changed because a hatred dominated the narrative and defined uh, really the events that took uh, place um, in my country. So I think 
the the lesson from my own experience growing up in a diverse city that overnight became uh, besieged um, and really imprisoned me in a way uh, as a Bosnian Muslim, uh, which then led into constant bombing and starvation. Um, there's a lesson for everyone in America that this is not something that we would ever want to occur here. But we need to be reminded that hatred is not exclusive to any one nation, any one person. And it happens here. It happens every day that uh, many uh, young people uh, feel excluded um, and experience violence because of who they are. Well, it is a uh, tremendous, tremendous book. Uh, you've put a lot of time and effort into this. It is, it is definitely something I would be proud of. Um, so are you planning on a follow-up or anything at this point? Um, I am. I am. I am working on a couple of ideas, and certainly one idea um, is um, continuing the story from the cap I never named and uh, really telling um, and sharing what my experience um, uh, was like as a Bosnian Muslim, as a first-generation um, immigrant um, to this country, um, and particularly leading up to the experience and the events um, that unfolded on September 11th. Well, uh, the book is absolutely amazing. Uh, I appreciate you making time for us today. I guess before we let you go, um, where, where do you see this, this book going? Well, what are some of your goals for this book? Well, my, my primary goal is for the book to inspire and to educate. Um, I am a big believer in education. Um, I will share one detail with you that um, in the midst of the war, when um, my father thought that the Serb military would um, execute us and um, that that was really the end for us as Serb military was approaching my neighborhood and they were burning a hill um, right across uh, where I had lived um, in my hometown of Bihać. Um, my father um, uh, said to me at that time, uh, Amra, I may no longer be able to save you. Um, we may all be killed, um, and uh, you, may, uh, uh, you may be raped. Um, and, uh, but one thing that no one can take away from you if you survive this uh, war is your education. So I hope that those who read this book will be inspired to self-educate and educate others um, after they read the cat they never named. Fantastic. Well, I appreciate you making time for us today. Thanks for coming on our program, and we will talk to you soon. Thank you, my friend. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. There she goes, and we've got more coming up on the other side.